Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870, Mike to take you along with Charlie Long. Uh, we're going to go to Jeff Nowak, St. Sideline reporter, digital content producer here for the Big 870. And this Senior Bowl update is brought to you by the spirit of First American Bank, a banking tradition since 1910. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Finally got him out on the field today. And uh, I was telling this to Charlie and Steve. We'll have a better look at the, the quarterback play tomorrow because I look at this like I look at Banning. That first day to Thursday, you know, these quarterbacks, they haven't worked with the receivers, and so the timing is a little off. Uh, but by the second day, they get it. Uh, they understand their receivers real well. I got to watch some of the practice sessions this morning and early this afternoon, and certainly, uh, man, Fuagu and Guyton just look uh, terrific up front along the offensive line, and I think they'll be picks from 11 through 17 in round one. But who really, I thought, uh, had good practice sessions Lad McCulkey from uh, Georgia and Roman Wilson, who I really like. Man, he can run like hell. Uh, and he's become a better route runner. From what you saw in the practice sessions, who really stuck out to you? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I have to say I started out a little off kilter as well because I, I went to my car this morning and had a flat tire. So I ended up being about an hour later than I wanted to be, and I missed some of the one-on-ones of the first practice. I did get there in time to watch the team drills. But no, there was there's a lot of interesting. But yeah, with the with the wide receivers and tight ends specifically, you kind of early on in these practices, you have to kind of not necessarily look at the result, but look at what led up to the result. Like look at the how they're moving, you know, how they're setting up their routes. Um, you know, there was a few guys that stood out to me today. Like I said, I this first day, I don't know any of the numbers. I'm just kind of going in blind, and I use it to kind of just not go in with any kind of preconceived. Oh, I think this guy's going to be good. I think this guy's going to be good. And I just allow, like, the players to stand out. And two guys today that I thought, you know, really caught my eye were uh, Xavier Leggett, South Carolina, just a, a big dude. Just, you know, I think he measured in. I think he shrunk two inches uh, from what he was listed at South Carolina. He was listed at 6'3". He came in at 6'1 at the Senior Bowl. But, they all uh, shrink, so to speak. The linemen yeah. do something. Now, linemen, most of the time, it's close. But receivers, defensive backs – and defensive yeah. ends, uh, there's some fudging of numbers there. I think they measure them in cleats they, uh, on concrete <laughs> in college, and then they, uh, they get measured like for real. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Xavier, you know, he's, he's raw, you know, he, but I think there's a, there's a really productive NFL receiver in there, and it's going to be a team that commits to kind of developing his ability to play with his size. And when I say that, I mean, he's, you cannot teach his ability to move the way he does at the size that he is 
but you can teach him how to use his body and angle those catches. Like A.J. Brown is a good example of a guy who does that, you know, and and, and I just think that he's a guy who's going to get drafted in maybe the second or third round, and a team's going to have a really productive receiver, and it could be the Saints. I mean, the Saints are going to be in that range of, you know, maybe you take a wide receiver in round two, maybe you trade up to round three. So he's a guy that I really liked. Um, another another pass catcher was, uh, well, oh, man, I forgot his name. Ben Sinnott, tight end from Kansas State. You know, this isn't going to be a banner year for, for tight ends by any stretch. You, know, you have Brock Bowers, and then, you know, no one else has really kind of claimed attention at the tight end position. But this is a guy who is very physical, is athletic, can move around. You know, I watched him out there, and I assumed he was undersized just by the way that he was moving. I was like, no, you're, you're not 6'4", 250, and moving at that size. But that's what he measured in at. Uh, and, you know, I, I thought he was a really intriguing guy. And, again, you're looking at a Saints team that could definitely add a piece or two at the tight end position. So he's another intriguing guy to me. But those are those are the two that I think on offense that really stood out. Like you mentioned, Lad McConkey is interesting because, you know, he's a guy who's been talked about as a fringe first-rounder. I don't know if I buy that. No, I, I don't buy he's it He's probably either. a day-two guy. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I thought he had a solid day. I don't know. You're coming from Georgia. I expect you to look head and shoulders above some of these guys you're going against. I didn't see that, but I do think he's going to be a productive player. Um, it's just going to be uh, it's going to be a landing spot thing for him. I think it's going to be uh, a team that falls in love with kind of his abilities and and kind of a guy that just won all throughout college has that that temperament that you want coming in. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think he's interesting. And there's going to be a lot more. You know, the defensive side is a little tougher to gauge because. You know, the, the, you're you're looking at a lot of one-on-ones that are stilted against the defense. And then you're looking at this really milk toast defensive scheme that's really not trying to fool anybody. Um, but you know, we'll we'll see from from them over the next couple of days. That's what I'm going to spend a lot more time watching tomorrow is the defensive side of the trenches and some of the safeties, some of the cornerbacks. Nobody beat Quinion Mitchell from Toledo. Man, he, he was like, okay, Jack, uh, line up and I'm going to beat you. You ain't making no catch on me. But I, I've seen that the last couple of years. Uh, nobody really tested him this year because last year, if you tested him, he either picked it off or he knocked it down. And uh, I right. think Quinion's going to be a first-round pick. Ben Sennett is an interesting player because he won the Loman Award as the best fullback in college football this year. And so he's a multi-position player. He can play fullback. He can play H-back. He can play that flex tight end. And he gives you a big target. But you also, if you're looking for a fullback as a lead guy, he's done it too. And he's a, he's a really good athlete. And so you're you looking for a skill set here. And Ben can do multiple things across the board. Um, one of the things uh, I, I, you, sometimes you get fooled with is a guy that looks great in practice – but yet you watch him during the season or the last couple of years, it doesn't equate. And I, I saw Gabe Hall from, from Baylor, who's a huge defensive end uh, for his size, uh, and he really dominated up front uh, who he was going up against, and yet he didn't do squat at Baylor. Uh, I mean, you know, he, he was a marginal player there, but he looks great coming off the team bus and he practiced well. So that's how sometimes you get fooled uh, with players. And I think the next, I think tomorrow and Thursday gives you a better gauge of the player because there's always a little bit of nerves too on the first day. It, it, that's just natural uh, with those players. Um, 
Daquan Jackson from who I, I saw play a lot of high school football at Hornville, and then he goes to Tulane, and he was a really good receiver there, smallish guy, a lot of speed. He mm-hmm. wins the first two one-on-ones. He gets open, breaks away due to his speed. The next uh, couple plays that are thrown to him, he's running into the defensive backs. He's running into coverage. Uh, didn't look quite as good. His route running skills is something he's going to need to work on, but I can't teach him to be fast, and he is. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I did. I actually wrote that down. You know, there at times it looks like he's he's got these moves, like he's got these routes that he wants to run, and he's running them regardless of what the defensive back is doing. Right, he's he's running his route against air, but there's a defender who's playing a certain way, and I think that's you know you he's got that short area quickness that you can just project him and say this is going to be a guy who shows up on an NFL roster and is kind of that perfect slot cornerback who can make guys miss in a phone booth and create space and and get out and and create big plays. But it, yeah, I think he has to learn how to play with leverage and understand how the defender is playing. Um, because I just don't think I saw that today. And, uh, but, you know, he has just that innate ability to, to just outrun you, right, and just kind of get on top of you and, and not look back. And I did think he, you know, a couple of the plays that, that weren't made by him, I think, you know, you're talking about, again, the quarterback not necessarily being as familiar with, with him, although, you know, Michael Pratt was uh, throwing him a couple of those one-on-ones. He, I think he told me that they went two for two when they uh, – when they kind of paired up in the one-on-ones and that's not a surprise, but yeah, Jaquan's a guy who is interesting. I am, I am very curious to see whether he, you know, he has upside as a returner. You know, I think he could be a guy who goes on day three and, and really kind of finds his way in that slot role that, you know, every, you know, we talk about the slot and slot cornerbacks as if it's not a starting position. It's a starting position in today's NFL. Like you need a X O Z and a slot or you do not have, there were three starting wide receivers. So, yeah, I'm intrigued to see how he does the rest of the week, for sure. One of the things, Jeff, uh, you got to talk to Jeff Ireland, and he brought up something, and the antenna came up for me, about how sizes are changing as the edge rushers. You're not finding all these six foot five, 275-type people anymore. There's some of them there, but can they play? Some of the guys that have really hit it up are a little bit on the undersized part of it, and as a scout or if you're running a team, you have to adjust to what's coming out. You're not always going to get that prototypical-looking guy. Uh, Jared Verse is not prototypical, okay? He's not the prototypical guy. Latoue uh, from UCLA, he's not the prototypical guy, and the medicals will play a big part with him. That's the one area in this draft class I don't see a lot of depth in. That, that's not a lot of those edge-type rushers. But to hear Ireland say you have to adjust, you better. Because you're not finding all those guys that look like what, say, like what Cam Jordan, when he came out of Cal, looked like. No, and it does. It changes over time. And you know, part of it is the players coming out of college. Part of it is the way NFL offenses and NFL defenses are operating. You know, one, one of the things I asked Jeff today, and, you know, he, he seemed as exasperated – by the question as everyone is by talking about it is, you know, you can't really project health. And I think that's been, when you talk about the saints and the edge rusher position, we can say, well, they haven't scouted the right players, but it's impossible to know whether they scouted the right players because we haven't seen Peyton Turner get on the field, right? Isaiah Foskey, he played what seven games. And then he was, 
he came back from the quad injury, re-injured it, and he was out the rest of the season. So it's like you can't – it's so – it's impossible to project the health and the, and the ability there. I don't know. I, I, I still see the Saints as a team that's going to stick pretty close to that prototype. You know, you have, you have like Chris Braswell and like you mentioned, Latu out of UCLA. Um, you know, I, I, I think that this is a team that believes in a certain type of defense. You know, you might see things change on offense. You might see, you know, that's something he talked about is the offensive coordinator, whoever ends up getting hired. That's going to probably throw a wrench into, you know, maybe not how you're scouting, but the type of players that you're putting at the top of your board. But I don't, I don't know. I, I still see this Saints defense as being a team that focuses on these kind of big-bodied outside rushers who can play the run on the way to the quarterback. You might try to get a little more athletic, but I still think that's the scheme and that's what you're going to run as long as Dennis Allen is, is kind of uh, running the show there. And, um, you know, I, I do think that you saw, but you did see late in the year, you saw the Saints turn to Zach Vaughn, who's kind of that hybrid, smaller edge rusher who was there in pass downs, and it was effective. So, yeah, I mean, it is interesting. I am curious to see how they develop that over time. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't see, like, past Jared verse, you know, I don't see a ton of, of high-end first-round prospects that I expect the Saints to go after. I could be wrong. Um, I just I, – I, I really find it I, – I find it very difficult to get past uh, Taliesi Fuaga as, like, the, the prime <laughs> target in the first <laughs> round for the Saints. A guy who – you know, 300, he's not just big, he's 6'6", 330 pounds. And he moves around, uh, you know, like a, like a dancing bear. And uh, I just, the need for, and, and, the, and the opportunity there just seems way too obvious. And I got a good look at him today in some of these team drills. I do have some questions about, you know, when you're talking about these speed rushers, right? I know he can manhandle them when he gets his hands on them, but what happens when they get by him? And, and you did see a couple times, you saw him struggle with some speed, but when he when he can get his hands on you, you are not getting anywhere. He's, he's just gonna. He reminds me kind of a Tyron Smith in that way, where he's just so physically imposing that he, there's gonna be plays where you're just getting ragdolled. Yeah, um, Tyler really Guyton from Oklahoma, yeah. I think is the other guy because I think Fuagu and Tyler, I think both those guys are gonna be in the range where the Saints pick, and. Yeah. Um, um, you know, Fuagu's got a little bit more experience. He's the best run blocker in this draft class. That, that That's not even a debate there. He's the best uh, of all the tackles. And I would throw Alt and uh, Olu in there from Penn State. And he's the best run blocker. Where he's going to need some work at, and I see it, I saw it today, he's not bending at the knees at times on those speed rushers. He's bending at the waist. Somebody's going to have to work with him a little bit. And as for a big man, that's difficult. Uh, to bend more because now you've got the leverage. If you're bending at the knees and not at the waist, they can't push you and get around you as well. And that's something – but listen, they sent a man to the moon. They can teach you how to do that a particular part. But Tyler, man, you watch him, and I watched him all season long at Oklahoma. He just stoned you. Uh, if you were trying to get past him – he just whack. You're not getting around him. And he's a huge man with a big wingspan. And uh, he's become a more physical player uh, at the point of attack. And I, I think those two guys are going to be the two highest drafted players at the Senior Bowl. And I think they'll both be top 16 picks. And you look at it, isn't that the area the Saints pick? Isn't that a need? It sure is. <laughs> you know, and I did, I did think it was interesting. I, I watched Tyler – and a lot of, like, like I said, I'm not 
staring at the roster throughout this entire thing. And I, I wouldn't have guessed just by watching him that you're talking about a guy who's six seven, yeah. right? Like he's massive, but he carries it well. He moves well for a guy of that size. Um, and it's going to be a question. You know, the the thing with uh, Fuaga is he's a right tackle. I think he's going to stick at right tackle. And so if you're the Saints, it's really okay. You know. What is our plan? How are we going to approach this from a tackle position perspective? And we talked to Jeff Ireland today. One thing that the Saints have been very consistent about, whether it's Dennis Allen, whether it's Mickey Loomis, whether it's Jeff Ireland, whether it's whoever, is that this team is not giving up on Trevor Penning. The idea that, okay, he didn't play this season, so, you know, this is not in the cards. Like, that's really not how they're approaching it. I think they're, they, they are honest when they're saying they think they threw him in too early and they wanted to let him take a step back. And I do think that the goal is to have him compete for that left tackle spot next season. And, and so when, when the tackle position becomes a concern, it's when, okay, what happens if he can't hack it there? What do you do? And then what happens if Ryan Ramchak's knee doesn't allow him to go? And I, if I'm being honest, the Ryan situation has me more concerned than Trevor, um, just because I, I do think that Trevor can get better and, and grow over time. Now, one thing that, that Jeff also said when I asked him this specifically, he sees Trevor as a guy who could potentially shift inside. There are no plans to do that right now, but he believes he could. So that's going to be something that we talk about down the road. If Trevor can hack it at left tackle, do you try him at left guard or right guard or whatever? Um, I know we've talked about it on Sports Talk about possibility kicking him, but he's the first one to say it from the Saints. Well, he's, I mean, he, and, know, he, and he, he said he, he could potentially kick inside yeah, or left or right. Yeah. He also wanted to make it clear. He's like, I'm not the one who makes those decisions. <laughs> yeah, I'm just telling you from a scouting perspective that I think he has the ability to do that. That doesn't necessarily mean he thinks it's the, the best option. And I don't think that's even, you know, in consideration. I've had people say, well, why don't they just do it and see what he has? I think people underestimate that it's, it's not just, you know, just lining up in a different spot. It's an entirely different position. And you're talking about someone you're trying to uh, develop at the NFL level at left tackle. And suddenly you're like, no, 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 you, know, you do this now, you do this now. Like, that's just not how it works. He's played left tackle his whole life. So that's, I think that's a last resort if this season doesn't go the way you had hoped. But, you know, I do think that it, that kind of informs some of your decision-making. And you're talking about a guy where it's like if, if Blog is on the board, if Guyton's on the board, you have some you have some realistic options that you can look at at a position of need, and I just this is such a tackle heavy draft. Is it that I would just feel really disappointed if you didn't end up getting one of those in the top fifteen? Do you think? And last question: Do you think this team will try to bring back Andrew Pete and play him at tackle at left tackle? I think you do, and, and not necessarily because your plan is to play him at tackle, but because you could also play him at guard. And I think. One of, this, one of the things I know Dennis Allen loves is positional versatility. And, you know, you kind of found out last year that Andres can still hack it at left tackle. He's still probably at his best at guard. So I think if, if the number's right, you know, and there's a chance that he gets that number bit up pretty high. If the number's right, I could see them bringing, bringing Andres back with the hope that Trevor Penning takes that tackle spot. And then you could potentially start Andres at guard. But, yeah, I think that they're going to want to bring him back if they can. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it. We'll talk tomorrow, and uh, uh, hope you don't get another flat tire. 
<laughs> Me too. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> uh, that's Jeff Nowak, St. Sideline reporter, digital content producer here on the Big 870. This Senior Bowl update is brought to you by the spirit of First American Bank, a banking tradition since 1910. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.